0: Hello and welcome to Soapbox Chat, the podcast that looks behind the scenes at the Tunbridge Wells Soapbox Race. Each week we'll be talking to those involved to find out what goes into making such an incredible event that's now raised over £50,000 for local charities. So buckle up for 2021, the fun is just about to begin. This week we talk to Tom Swift, owner of Wicked Productions and Clue Cracker Games We talk about his businesses during lockdown and being part of the Soapbox event as a race commentator Same, Tom. Yeah, tell us about that Tom, What's the, tell us about the new shop. Before COVID, we were really successful.
1: So what happened was we thought, you know what, we should expand because you know, that's what businesses do when they're successful, right? So we took on a shop opposite um, the Shuffle House, which was the old um, uh, music shop. And uh, we took that on on the 4th of March. And then we're in lockdown by the end of March. <laughs> and we have a shop here, sitting here, which is completely empty. So we thought, what could we do? I know, let's build another escape room while, you know, this is all happening. Because that's what you do, right? And hope for the best. Because there's no point in a shop being empty and not having anything in it, I guess, and paying rent, you know. So we've had to we've had to sort of go right. Well, let's let's get building and get something in here. And if it all goes wrong, then at least we tried. And uh, yeah, that's basically what's happening, really. So the, what 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 is the shop? Uh, it's more escape rooms, basically. Oh, escape rooms. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. So we open two. We've got two escape rooms now over at the Shuffle House, uh, which is at the back of the restaurant, and they've been doing really well. And we've just literally uh, opened Saturday and we have a new one that opens saturday called the diamond dogs which is like a jewelry jewelry thief sort of um jewelry heist game and uh yeah it's gone down really well but um just let's just hope people still book
0: you know and we don't yeah, go don't go back into
1: lockdown eh yeah
0: i've done a couple of escape rooms myself they are really fun do you guys come up with the concepts and everything yes
1: yeah. We uh, sit down and we just go through everything and then um we try and theme it really well so that when you're in there you're completely immersed in the um the whole action of the storyline and the uh the game itself. So we have a Jailbreak one, uh which is escaping the jail, you know, sort of thing. And then this one's the the Diamond Heist. So they it's a the Diamond Heist is a prequel to Jailbreak, so which we quite oh, okay. like okay. so that, you know, once you've done the jewellery heist, you will get caught by the police later on and then put put in jail basically. So it's it's quite nice because they sort of run in the story, but the new one we're doing in the shop is a, like a tomb Raider type game, like a Indiana Jones
0: type one. Yeah. Ah, cool. Well, do you know what we've really got into, um, on Netflix, floor is lava. I don't know if you've seen this show. Uh, yeah, Crystal Maze with Total Wipeout kind of thing. And uh, they've got this this that Indiana Jones thing going on, you know, like trying to, you know, work out various different scenarios so that you can get past the lava. But, yeah, so they, I think these things are on the rise, though, is what I'm trying to say, is that this is a popular time.
1: Well, I guess we're thankful that, you know, there's not much entertainment at the moment open, you know. Um, thankfully, theme parks have reopened and cinemas and things, but unfortunately, you know, the theatre industry, which I'm mainly in, is closed until further notice. So um, to be able to have uh, the escape room still going, I guess, is um, is yeah. an absolute plus for, for me. But also during lockdown, that's all I did was build the new game, you know, and um, that came, kept me sane, really, yeah. throughout, because I'm that, that sort yeah. of person that can't just sit down and do nothing and watch Netflix no. all day. I have to be no. working, you know, so... It really saved me for three months because I, I got to just be able to, you know, go in there every day and and build and paint and make it look great. So, yeah, it's been good in that respect, but just not good with a business shut for and so that's the long, thing, you know? isn't
2: it? Being like creative as you are, it, it, it is like having your wings clipped, isn't it? If you're stuck, it no, but do you know what I mean. You're a performer, you're a creator, and then you're suddenly locked down. You can't do anything with it if you didn't have the shop, like you say. It would be quite depressing, to be fair.
1: I thought, so. I'd, I thought I'd enjoy the time off, you know. But, um, you know, I had a sort of initial sort of week off and then realised that I should, you know, I should pick myself up again and, and get on with it, you know. And, and if it all goes, you know, if it all goes wrong, then at least at least I tried, you know. That's basically what I thought. And even if I get the game finished, the other one that opens Saturday, if I get that fin- finished and just my mates play it, at least I got it finished, you know. Yeah. Um, before we went bankrupt, you know.
2: Oh, oh you've you've had a lo- lot of good support there from what I've seen. You know, locally everyone's really behind what you're doing, so I think I think it will be popular. And people are dying to get out and do stuff, aren't they? I mean, not everyone wants to go to the pub and drink. Do you know what I mean? A lot of I think there's sort of two. Some people were like, "Yeah, I can get to the pub," and other of us just want to do do something but not go to the pub. So I think that's great that you feel that. you you know something to really go and do that doesn't mean you've got to go to a theme park or something like
1: that it's great yeah and and we've got all our covid 19 secure you know we're we are we are really hot on on our procedures you know we've got an hour in between each game to sanitize every single lock padlock thing that you touch in the room you know um we are social distancing from every person that comes in you know it's it's a perfect bit of entertainment for for families and friends to do um if they they want to feel safe doing it you know and um I think that's the hard thing is is saying to people look we are safe you know everyone's hand sanitizing everyone's washing their hands everyone we're cleaning the rooms thoroughly but you know so hopefully people will want to do it and we've had a few families in already and they've loved it and uh, they've said thank you for for how clean it was and um so yeah fingers crossed we'll be okay we'll be okay
2: so what happens if you can't Get out. I mean, I've never done one of these. I really want to do one with a team. I know I was going to do one before lockdown. And, but a few of my team are a bit scared. I <laughs> think scared about being locked in with me and not being able to get out. Possibly. You've a,
1: a few gins as well. I, I'm you? teetotal
2: now, Tom. I've given it all up. So yeah, that was one of my lockdown lockdown specials. So yeah, I'm, I'm no more no more gin and tonics. I'm drinking the uh, the alcohol-free versions now. So, but yeah, what what happens if you um? literally can't you've got an allotted amount of time have you that you've got to get out
1: yeah you've got an hour so in jailbreak you've got an hour before the warden um comes back basically because it's not just one room as well there's many yeah. rooms in involved with it and uh in the jewellery heist one you've got an hour before the security guard does his nightly rounds you know so um we do try and get everybody out within the hour with giving hints and clues along the way if they need it because no one really wants to leave an escape room deflated that they haven't escaped it right you're not exactly you're not gonna you're not gonna tell many mates that you were thick and couldn't get out of an escape room within an hour you know that's not good for it's not good for you know word of mouth is it you know we went to an escape room last week how did you do we failed badly John's really thick he doesn't have a clue you know what I mean so, John's still in there he's still in there you know so you know if you come out with like say a minute to go and your adrenaline's pumping you're going to tell everybody that you've had a great time you escaped and you're very clever you know so we that's what we try and attempt to do
0: yeah Tom it always strikes me that you know obviously storytelling is a big thing for you you know with the with the pantomimes and the shows you do well yeah quite like, a <laughs> touche um but yeah where is that sort of love of storytelling come from? Is it from 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 early days when you were younger? Um it's it's funny
1: really because I haven't actually ever read a book. Isn't that crazy? I know it's so bad.
2: What I mean, literally just... no book ever.
1: I've I've been dyslexic all my life, so I... I've never I've never really been able to read extremely well, you know. Um and a book has never made me sort of completely close off from the world, I guess, you know. Um, and I, I guess that's just from an upbringing of, of I don't know, you know, of just just being a little bit dyslexic. I think so. I've never attempted or had the time really since being sort of an adult and trying to work to sit down and just open a book and read it, you know. And I will get round to it, and I'm I'm determined to do it. So um, it's funny really because obviously I, I write I write a lot of um, shows, you know, a lot of theatre and things. So. Um, I don't know where where that comes from really. I, I guess um, because I was dyslexic, at home I used to build like fun fairs outside, and um, I used to build coconut shies, and I used to, and I remember my room once being decorated, and it was completely like bare. So I made a horror attraction in it when I was about age seven. Um wow. So I've always had like a thing of sort of creating bits and bobs, I guess from from that. I guess it's a it's a plus side of being dyslexic, right? They, they you know, they, they punish you with words, but they give you, um, give you a brain to create other things, I guess. So I've always been, um, always been creating, and um, I'm, I'm really proud of some of the things I've done. Definitely, you know, the scare attractions and the, the theatre and all that stuff. So, yeah, I, I do look back at it and go, oh, you've done all right. You've done all right, you know. So.
2: Yeah, but you know, it's yeah. like, I, I've got so many friends, um, I mean, the, in in the written world, I mean, there's so many people that are dyslexic, and I think now the way we consume information anyway, you know, you can listen to books being read, can't you? They're actually reading, there's other ways of getting that information in, so it, it, it depends what it means to you, doesn't it? I don't think it means the same, maybe, as it the pressure that used to be put on us, maybe a few generations ago has changed now, but... Um, I don't know. I think you've done very well, Tom. Do you know what I mean? You're like, sir. So, I mean, if anyone's been to see your pantos, they're just, I they're just amazing. They're just so good. They're li- you are literally a legend, as far as I'm concerned. My children just love them. So, um, you know, it's brilliant. And the fact that you're doing creative stuff, you're like you say, you're still managing to create now. With a the theatre show, I mean, a lot of people possibly aren't being able to do that, are they? In the, in the, that that arena. So. Well, I
1: guess you make your own work as well. Once you've sort of been self-employed for so long, you know, a lot of people are scared of that sort of um, thing of being being worried about how they're going to pay their bills every month, right? So they they do their nine to five and um, they're happy in that, you know. And there's nothing wrong with that, but I've never had that. So I've never had that getting up and going to do a, a Monday to Friday job where. I've known that my mortgage is going to be paid and my my bills are going to be paid. You know, being self employed, you just have to you have to crack on and hope that you are going to pay those bills every month. You know, so I've always had that fear of of um, having to keep going and keep working and keep doing stuff. So um, that's I guess that's the drive to keep going really when when you're self employed creative um, sort of thing. You know, so yeah. Yeah, it's tricky really. But I, I, bet, it's, I, ma- I, I bet it's, I bet it's you. lovely. I bet it's lovely though, isn't it? Just to. Uh,
2: yeah. What? <laughs> going and working for someone else?
1: Yeah, just to go and do Monday to Friday, know you're going to get paid, leave at five o'clock, go and watch Netflix, put your feet up, do a bit of cleaning, the weekend, go out with family and friends, go and enjoy yourself. I mean, literally, you know, self employed, it's literally Monday to Sunday. You come home and then the kids go to bed and then you're back on your laptop till one in the morning doing other stuff. You know, we all know that. That's how that's how we survive. You know, and it and yeah, sometimes absolutely. sometimes a thing like the lockdown can actually put everything into perspective a bit and you can you can actually say to yourself, well, actually, I've got to slow down a bit and and have a life. You know, and and because even with all this ambition in your life, you know, something like a a, a world pandemic can just, you know, just hit you for six. Because you can have all this aspiration of, of doing all these things, but at the end of the day, you know, something like this can happen and stop it all, you know. All the theatres are shut, that's what I do, you know. So, I mean, you know, it's it's scary. So, you've got to gotta slow down and think, right, I've got to, you know, I've got to prior, prior, prioritise my life a bit more and spend more time with my family and, and with my friends, you know. So, that's 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 been a big big thing about this as well.
2: You And you kind of started to do that since the birth of your daughter more, haven't you?
1: And the, the birth of my daughter has definitely changed my whole perspective on life, you know? Um, uh, which is great, to be honest. It, it, it's made me want to slowed down a little bit and, and thankfully I, I have been around for those times where she's walked or she's said a, a funny word and stuff so I'm not thankfully one of those fathers that, that have missed out on that or I'm away doing, you know, in the army or I'm I'm working elsewhere all the time, you know. I I can pop home because I'm self-employed if, you know, if my wife Amanda called and said, oh, Emily's doing this or that, I'll, I'll drop everything here and go, you know. I mean, you know, and... and and frankly, because we're self-employed, I guess if there's a something happening like a big something next week on a Wednesday, like someone said, "Oh, we're going to go and do this." Do you fancy doing it? I can change my schedule and go and do it, you know. And and I don't have to worry about holiday or anything because I can literally go and I can do that whenever I can put it in the diary. So I, I just want to make sure I'm doing that more, really, just look, more holiday, more more time with her, you know, because I don't want to be one. I don't want to regret. You know, when she gets to eighteen, and and I look back and go, "Where was I?" You know, or else what's the point?
2: Mm-hmm. Well, and also they don't want to hang out with us as they get older. <laughs> just, you know, it's like my son's now. He he, I'm I'm always wanting to do things with him. He's nearly eleven, and um, he yeah, they just they just want to be more independent as they get older and sooner. I'm just going to let my dog in. That's my dog in the background. Sorry.
0: <laughs> yeah, I remember. I was around a lot with ours when they were really little and it, it is, it's a really special time actually. And I'm i am glad I was glad, you know, I was thankful for the, like you say, the, the hours of panic and anxiety from wondering whether the net, where the next job was coming from or the next bit of work, but at the same time, those moments of, of being with them and seeing them develop. Well, so you um, can't, you um, can't
1: take any special. of this. You can't say any of this with you apart from, from no, the memories no. of that. So
2: Sounds like you've
1: had a lot of time to reflect, Tom. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even though it 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 you know it could have destroyed us, I guess. Um, it's also, I guess, given everybody a bit of time. I hope every everybody's had that little bit of time to to reflect on their life a little bit and mm. and mm. and uh, and know what's important. You know, I I hope so. I hope people don't just forget this. You know, and just. Because it seems like some people have, like, the beaches are just covered in plastic, you know, and and people over the weekend just not social distancing when drinking and, and stuff. And I just hope people haven't just gone, oh, it's over now, you know, and and yeah, we'll yeah. go back to not being kind, you know. I think that's the main thing. I think we all have to learn to be a bit bit more kind, you know, and, and be there for each other a bit more. And I saw a glimmer of that, and then now it's it just seems to be... I just hope people don't forget that, you know, because it's really important in life to all, um, all be kind and, uh, and help each other, I guess, you know, so we'll see. Time will tell, but yes, I've definitely learned a lot. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It, no, it has, I think for, for all of us, like you say, it's been a time of reflection and um, whatever kind of walk of life you're from, I think everyone's had that, had to have that, haven't they? So yeah. Now, obviously this is about the soapbox race how did you first come into contact with Nicole have you have you guys known each other for quite some time or is this was was the soapbox the first kind of um time you kind of started working together
2: soapbox was the first actually I think Tom wasn't it we got introduced and um I think from from the offset I I knew that Tom was the man for the job as far as um you know the soapbox just needs someone like Tom he is he is part of our soapbox family, and he's not allowed to ever go anywhere else as far as I'm <laughs> concerned. So, um, you know, we we were really, really chuffed to have Tom on board. Because um, yeah, you just and the names that you've given things and everything has just been amazing. So,
0: well, I was going to ask you, Tom did Did you know what to expect when you did the first one? No, I mean I've been a big fan of the uh, Red Bull
1: Soapbox, and I I, yeah. I I do try and watch it every time it's on. You know, because it's um. It's really good fun, you know. Obviously, it's a lot. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot more dangerous than than the done, <laughs> done all in soapbox, you know. Um, but um, I've always watched. I had a little watch of that whenever I can. So I, I knew what it was, um, and I knew it would be fun to do, and and good for you know, good to help with the the whole event really, because you know I know how difficult it is to start events, to put them on, the money it costs mm. to put in, so you know, any sort of help is, is, is good to help each other. Right. Um, when you come from the sort of events industry, you know, you, you understand what people are putting into getting these things on and, and, um, people don't realize that neither. They just turn up on a day and go, Oh, right. So oh, yeah. oh, that sort was of ready to go. You know, they don't think about the, <laughs> the year of, of literally like running around trying to organize it. So yeah, I was really pleased to be invited and I absolutely loved, um, well I loved both years doing it but the the first year was was just I was just amazed when I turned up to see how well it was put together you know um it just looked like a great event I say it looked like a great event it was a great event but as in Mm. um just turning up on that first day and going oh wow this is great and and then everyone being there and and being by the sidelines and getting excited for the races and it was just a real fun day and I just re- I really loved um, commentating on it, you know. I do have a a, a bit of tongue and cheek, you know. Some people don't like some things I say, you know. Um, <laughs> but it is all just in in joke, you know. No one should ever take me seriously, you know. It's uh, if it's taking a Mick out of someone's what they're wearing in in a sense of a fancy dress costume, you know, or yeah. or whatever, you know. Take it with a pinch of salt. But um, yes, I didn't get too many complaints, did I? I don't think you didn't get any complaints. You didn't
2: get any complaints. I think. I think everyone that comes along knows that it's going to be a good laugh, don't they? I mean, anyone that knows what, well, certainly what I'm about and you're about and everyone that's involved, we're all, we're all quite uh, sarcastic.
1: But never mind, we'll be back, right? We're going to be back.
2: We're going to be back. And and actually, you know, when you look at the charities like that, we were going to support Nourish being one of them. I mean, they've done amazing work over the last few months. They've been, you know, they've, they've now won one of the Queen's Awards for their services and it's been fantastic. So actually part of that race is to raise the profile of charities, as I know you do with your events, Tom. And actually their profile, you know, people really know what they do now and, and the work that they do. So it's it's yeah, we and the work that we're gonna be doing with the schools is going to I mean you're gonna have so much fun with the kids racing next year. That's gonna be a whole new level of Tom Swift entertainment, I'm sure, when we see you with all those. I mean, there's probably going to be... Te- I, I think Angela was saying to Giles and I, the other day, we're up to about 10 schools now. I've kind of got to cap it at some point because she was saying, well, let's just go to a two-day event. <laughs> okay, it's just, but it could potentially go there um, one year and certainly we'll, we'll see how it it goes next year but yeah having the kids involved sort of young adults involved year nines is going to add another element to the day that we've not had before so i'm looking forward to that you might have to curb some of your language but no you'll be all right i don't
0: i don't think i've ever sworn or anything <laughs> no nah, there's been no bad language you
2: never sworn no no never, <laughs> never 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 but um but yeah but we 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 love we love working with you and, you know, and Ed,
1: of course, he's he's great too, so. Ed's brilliant, yeah. I, you know, that partnership with me and Ed is great and uh, he talks absolute rubbish as well as I do, you know, and when there's those breaks, we just we just go on about ru- I remember the first year when we were, we were talking about where the soapbox originated and Ed just went into this chat about the Native Americans <laughs> used to carve... Um, little soap boxes out of, and I was like what and, and like I think it went on for like 10 minutes about this complete rubbish about how it originated and it it just filled me with absolute happiness and joy that I have this other guy that's that's you know that's doing the commentary because it works really well we didn't even plan that you know we didn't plan that I was going to be at the race start you know doing all the sort of interviews and then Ed would take over the actual commentary of the race you know that never so we know we just went right what are we gonna do oh you do that you do that we'll we'll you know and we'll 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 take it from there and and it's just i've never i'd never get to see any of the races obviously because i'm up the top you know but i get to meet all the teams and and have that bit of fun you know and um um it's worked really well i
0: love it to bits you so, did yeah.
2: you did go down last year though
0: didn't you you did go down you went down with tanya
1: didn't you how
0: was it going down it was great i i i uh i
1: didn't really know what to expect I I thought it was going to be quite slow but yeah with no brakes on you you do an half go down there you know thank goodness that corner was changed I'll tell you because I don't know how don't know how anyone anyone could have done that the way it was but
2: Tom was was the only one that could get me to go to A&E. I I,
1: I I said to her, I opened the door, I said, I'll never talk to you again unless you go to A&E now and and I won't be here tomorrow. Maybe you should just go
0: and get it checked
2: out
1: as my. And she literally literally turned to me and went, what are you talking about? My face
2: is fine.
1: Thanks, Tom. I was like, no, it's not. You really must go right now. (laughs)
2: I oh, know, no one recognised me on the day. It was hilarious. People were literally, people I've known all my life, just walking straight. Oh, she said, Where's me. the coal? Have you seen the anywhere? <laughs> no, but I've seen a really unattractive blonde lady wandering around <laughs> with a t shirt on saying she's part of the team. Yeah, it was quite scary. But um, yeah, it was good we changed that corner and you gave it a great name, didn't you? Black Eye Bend, it was, wasn't it? Black Eye Bend? I love that. That's staying, that's got to stay. Tom Tom we as you know you're always there but Tom walks the track we I, I that's one of my favorite bits actually now sort of getting to walk down with Tom and Ed
1: I need to remember those corners and things and we need to we need to put some we need to put some like we need to put a fountain bit in the, in the course next year
2: Oh definitely I think I think we'll um that I think one of the one of the things that lockdown has given us is a bit of time to like we say reflect but also to plan in things that you know, a year is such a rush, isn't it? People think, oh, it's a whole year till the next race. But actually, it's no time. We we literally start on it straight away. Um, and I know you're the same. I mean, I don't even know how you do as many productions and performances as you do every year, Tom, because I just do one. It absolutely takes over our whole life here at Chatty and at, at the Soapbox. But yeah, no, we're excited about it because we will be incorporating a few more jumps and... Few more uh, water. I don't know. There'll be a few. There will certainly be a few more wacky things going on, Um, and with the kids as well, it would be good. So we'll we'll be getting a bit more creative because we've got a bit more time to do that now, which is great. I was going
0: to ask you both actually. You both answered this question. Uh, How much does these sort of things, like the stuff that you do as well, Tom, um, mean to the community of Tunbridge Wells? I mean, you're both Tunbridge Wellians. If that's the right. (laughs) pluralisation how much does it mean to your community to put on these kind of events
2: well I mean how much does it mean I mean for me I I just love being part of the community for me it's been one of the most stressful but one of the most amazing things I've ever done in my life because the connections that I've made and the people that I've met the people I've got to work with Tom you know obviously being one of them and the the ambassadors that were i know pay me later no but it's true isn't it it's true you get your the pe- the businesses that you meet people that have been in your town for your whole life that you've not had the chance to meet and just to do something really good for the charities um, i've done some charity work for but nothing on the scale of that and it's it's an imma- it's an incredible feeling to have a community come together and really it's a, it's like that kindness you're talking about earlier tom in lockdown you get that injection of that real camaraderie feeling that you don't necessarily get in day to day life when we're just, you know, rushing along doing what we're doing. So I think it's um, a great thing for the community. And that's certainly why we've changed the name. We've changed the name now to it's just TW Soapbox, time we do our soapbox race, um, because we want it to be even more about the community and the schools coming in as well will do that. So yeah, I think I think it's fab obviously, but in the organizer And you've got to remember, you know. have got to follow me up there
1: come on. No, 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 I'm just going to say you've got to remember like you you're putting up all the money for it, right? So, you know, people don't realize how much it costs to put on these events, you know. So, um, kudos to you for doing that. Um, I don't know if you've got any of that, but um yeah. Um it's it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money to put up, and then you've got it. It's like a roulette wheel. Everything I do is a roulette wheel. You know, will it will it succeed? Will it not? And um, it's it's like putting all the money on one roulette wheel and hoping that it comes in red or black. You know, and uh, and last year the weather was a bit rubbish, and and it was it was horrible. You know, because people don't like the weather when it's bad. You know, so. Um they'll come back, they'll come back because uh, you know it's a great event and I tell everybody about it. It's the one event at Tunbridge Wells. I think it's it's got to be the best event at Tunbridge Wells to come to for, throughout the year, you know, without a doubt, you know so fingers crossed, it, it will be big next year year. I
2: think I think one of the things when you're passionate about something, and I, a friend of mine was was over the other evening, and he said to me, "The thing with you, he said, you seem to do things because of the goodness out of it, rather than actually thinking about how much money you'll make first off." And I think that's it, isn't it? When you're passionate about something like a production or a book jars, or it, 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 that just takes over, and it's the it's the cause that you're doing it is more important. Um, and unfortunately, you do take some knocks, but you just keep get back up. If you believe in it, you just keep getting back up, don't you? So um but yeah i think certainly community it'd be good if people did appreciate a little bit more that i do think people come along and think oh there's a few hay bales there most <laughs> just maybe cost 50 quid to put it on and you're like actually oh, it's just a little bit a little bit more than that actually but um but it will it will get there i'm sure it will get there so we we already are with the schools coming on board aren't we so i think next year will be hopefully the biggest and best today and we'll definitely have a wet weather plan we we'll definitely have and we won't all be hiding under that big tree when it starts to rain If someone could have got a picture of that huge tree with just everyone huddled underneath it um i think we'll uh i think we'll make some provisions in case the rain opens up again but everyone raced still didn't they no one even in the rain you were like people were still going down the track but we should definitely try and incorporate something for you tom with some kind of you know, with the with the escape rooms, there's got to be there's got to be some sort of themed car or something around that going down. Surely we can have some fun with that creatively, I'm sure, in the future.
0: So Tom, what going forward, what, what's the plans now? You've got the escape rooms you're doing. Are you working you're working on more productions? I am going to carry on until I'm
1: bankrupt, yes, basically. So um, I'll see you there. Yeah, see see me there. Um obviously um uh, I had I've got three Panto venues, which I absolutely adore doing. Um i do Margate, Gravesend and Tunbridge. Um at the moment it's not very clear what's happening with theatre, so uh we are looking at other options for Christmas, what we can do to still entertain people, um, if we're in this um in this COVID situation till then. And also if an audience has to be socially distanced, how much is it going to cost to put on a panto? And if we're going to get the money back and if people are going to feel safe in a theater and it's, it's a lot to think about in that respect. So at the moment it's kind of, um, on hold at the moment really in my mind of what to do, because until we've got some sort of guidance of how theaters will look like by Christmas, I can't really organize too much, but, um, All I can say is that yes we have a plan B and if we're allowed to do something in the theatre at Christmas we will be doing something to raise smiles and get people um, get their heads away from this this year that we've had so um, yeah there'll be a lot of planning involved with that get this uh, next escape room open so that um, people can enjoy that and I guess yeah I guess uh, then I'll be working at Tesco's from sort of so,
0: either or, I'll be okay. Well, Tom, it's been absolute pleasure to talk to you as always. We really look forward to seeing all the stuff that's coming up for you this year, and I-, I hope that things start to sort of pan out. I'm sure they will. I'm sure they will.
2: They, sure will. they will. You're a good. Sure you're a good egg. Good. Good things happen to good eggs. You'll be all right. You're gonna. You know, Tommy drawers do need to get behind and support your your um, new ventures because. Like you've done a lot for the town you've done a lot for the communities you've always been around so I think you know we really need to get people to really support you and certainly um, I'll do whatever I can to try and rummage rummy up some support for you as well Tom because I think it's great what you're doing you've got fabulous energy and you're one of the most positive people I've met even in times of real difficulty which um, is something I can relate to so you know you've got my vote Tom got my vote
1: well I appreciate that very much and uh I always I was always told at school that I wouldn't amount to much so I guess uh that's always given me the drive to uh prove myself um Absolutely. all the time so uh yeah um I will carry on and I, I guess um we'll see what happens but um yeah I'm not going to get depressed about it you know if if things if things get worse then uh, there'll be another project I'm sure in the pipeline that I can do you know so we'll see but um yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm positive. Yes. You've got to be.
0: To find out more or to get involved in the Tunbridge Wells Soapbox Race 2021, please contact Chatty Hatter by email. The address is hello at chattyhatter.com.